AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot Happy, Happy. Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, if you are listening to this on the day that it uploads, downloads, whatever loads. But what's up? I'm Zuri, and this is Hot Happy Mess. We are bringing you another episode. We've got a super fun, super chill one. I've got my group chat girls with me today, and today is all about love. And relationships, and boys, because it's all one thing, right? You gotta go through the boys to get to the love. Um, friends with benefits, all the things. So this is clearly, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to mark this one explicit, but only because of the obvious, which is that the title is a little bit more than PG-13. We'll see where it goes. Maybe this ends up R. Maybe we keep it cute. Who knows? Uh, first up, let's introduce today's ladies back to the group chat. I've got Ashley and I've got Cleo. It's season two. So for anyone who might be joining us for the very first time, let's do a quick debrief, remind them who you are, what you do, and then what you've been up to in the last, I don't know, few weeks. Ashley, let's kick it off with you. What up y'all? My name is Ashley Ray. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I am a people operations executive in the tech space, working out of Silicon Valley. Uh, I also am a career coach. I own my own business. Uh, I'm married, uh, love and life. I'm your friend that is down for whatever. If you want to fly to China tonight, call me, sis. I actually just got back from North Carolina. I was at my alma mater, Wake Forest, where I played tennis there. And I did a panel with Wake Forest and ESPNW. Um, celebrating the 50th anniversary of women's athletics at Wake Forest University. So that was really fun. And I'm still recovering. <laughs> That's nice. All right. Our former pro tennis player here played tennis at Wake Forest first before going pro. So that's a fun fact for all of y'all listening. Cleo, reintroduce everyone to you. Who are you? How do we know each other? What's your vibe? How you been doing? 
Hey y'all, my name is Cleo Ellis. I live in Toronto, Canada. Toronto for the rest of the world, everyone else says Toronto. Uh, I work as the Director of Brand Partnerships. I have a PR agency and a digital agency that I co-own with my business partners and I manage talent in that position. And then I also co-own an all-female DJ booking agency and we spin corporate and private events all around North America, you name it, we take care of it. Um, and I guess in the last couple of weeks, girl, we have been like, spin your head off, busy, books busy and blessed, uh, but to the point where it's been like very overwhelming. <laughs> so luckily we are back on track. Things are calming down, making my way to LA next week for a little Coachella fun and some vibes. I am single and uh, in the streets, if you will. Ooh, the ground running. Drop the Boy relationship. The Let's go. Um, and I'm Zuri, and I'm here again, and I'm pretty sure. I'll have a general idea, so I'll spare you the details. Um, but what's been happening in the last few weeks for me? So I just, I've been going through the house renovation, as everyone who's listened consistently knows, and I'm finally. Um, in the tail end of like the main level. So the kitchen, the living room, that's all done. Lola's like, this is my house. You're just living in it. And I'm just like, you don't pay the mortgage. And she doesn't care. So really, I am a prisoner to my very adorable puppy. Um, and she is living her best life. She's totally house trained, which is awesome. And I'm about to start finally sharing like the home design stuff really soon. So that'll be coming to social media and Instagram soon but I've partnered up with some really cool brands. I've done a lot of stuff just on my own, completely out of pocket, uh, but it feels good to, to come into 2022 from a place of peace and calm. Like I'm very overwhelmed. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a stressful few weeks. I let out a really loud, aggressive, over the top scream in my car, like right before we got on here and I thought no one heard. And then I walked out of my garage and the photographer from the living room was still there. And I was like, hi. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta let it out, girl. It's been a, it's been a day. <laughs> I want to do a quick rapid fire before we get into some other stuff. Um, one, we'll start with Cleo. Who's the last person you called? What'd you guys talk about? <laughs> oh, who's the last person I called? I called Coco. And we uh, just talked about our very sudden plans to go to Coachella, literally that were decided today and our trip to Miami tomorrow that we probably wouldn't have agreed to going on had we known we were going to Coachella next week. So that's, that's, that's what we discussed. And basically, how are we going to survive? Are you going to the Bitcoin conference while you're down there? In Miami? No, we're going for a friend of a friend's wedding. <laughs> okay, Ashley, who's the last person you called? What'd you guys talk about? I called my sister and she was just, I was just giving her an update on the weekend in North Carolina. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talk. We talk every day. Love it. Love it. Tell her I say hey. I will. Um, <laughs> the last person I called was Leah, actually, of group chat thing. <laughs> and she is in Germany right now living her best life. And we were comparing notes because we're trying, we're probably going to cross paths in the south of France in like June. So we're trying to figure out what we can do, maybe like check out a couple of new towns together. Um, so that's who I was talking to. Uh, what is your favorite song to sing in the shower right now, Cleo? Ooh, I jam to Thames and Drake's Fountains, like basically every day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love it. Ashley? 
Oh my God, y'all. I don't even have a jam right now. Um, I don't. Y'all, don't I've been meditating in the shower. I have been listening. My jam in the shower right now has been earth tone meditation music mm. every single day. That's what I listen to in car rides. So I can just zen out instead yeah. of getting worked up in the LA rush hour. That's good. You know, my I was talking to my therapist um, a few sessions back and she was saying the same thing. You know, I've, I was just saying how I've been a little bit overwhelmed these last couple of weeks and I'm trying to get back to what I was feeling like at the top of this year, which was zinned out and floating. And she was like, what can you do for you? And like, what time can you carve out for that? And she was like, what about the shower? And I was like, huh, you never really think about that as an opportunity to be intentional. You're just like, I'm going to wash and I'm going to peace out. But you can completely meditate. It's not like you have to be asleep. You don't have to be laying down just to be without thought or to be mindful. It's something you can absolutely do in the bath. Yeah, it's like a cleansing of like the whatever stressors I had the day before, what I'm thinking about. And then it's also my time to like take care of my body, take care of my skin. It just feels like very rejuvenating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. Um, my go-to song right now, I'm just loving, do y'all know Tiana Major 9? Yes. No. She is so dope. She's a Black British R&B soul singer, a um, little neo-soulish, a little bit of pop. Um, but I'm obsessed with her song with Lucky Day, which is older now. It probably came out a year ago called On Red. Um, but also her new EP. It's like a four song EP, I think. She has this song called Try Peace about being a complete self-saboteur and low-key avoidant. <clears throat> and then being like, oh, there's this new person in my life and it feels good and peaceful and right. Maybe I should try peace instead of... <laughs> all the normal bullshit that I, that I engage with or that I, you know, entertain, um, in what it means to consider that. So I love her music because it's a vibe. It's super catchy, but she also really is exploring herself and her emotions and, and why she behaves the way she does, which I really respect. We have another game. It's would you rather it's a fun, slightly naughty version of it. Um, I'll throw a few out just to, just to get us a little saucier before we get into the nitty gritty, but this, we're going to keep it super fast. So just give me your answer. Don't even explain why. Um, Ashley, would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or the first day at a new job? First day at a new job. Cleo. hundred percent new job. Same. Um, would you rather be dominant or dominated? Cleo. Ooh, dominated. Ashley. Yeah, with my man dominated. <laughs> I love how you had to put the disclaimer in there. <laughs> like, y'all ain't all just about to be lost enough. Right. Me, but my husband. <laughs> Depends on the situation. Um, right, right. Um, depending on the situation, yeah, I would say dominated too. I feel like I'm just so dominant in real life. So I just break. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Would you, ooh, producer star. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she is asking some questions. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to answer these. Okay. Uh, would you rather have to be naked at work for an hour or be dropped off two miles from your house while naked and you have to try to get home? Um, I'll answer first. I would rather two miles is a long way to walk butt naked to my house. You know what? I, I think I'd, it's weird to say naked at work. I would say naked at work, too. I don't want to be naked anywhere. 
you would say naked at work, yeah. Cleo? I'm just like, I got to see y'all tomorrow. But if it's two miles from my house, I'm like, whatever. These are just like random people driving. My and my neighbors exactly. are like, Zuri being Zuri. I'm like, hi. <laughs> my thought exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see if we got one more good one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask this one to Cleo because you're single. Uh, would you rather find the love of your life or find $3 million tax-free? I, I have a context question though. <laughs> Okay, give it to me. Um, is it like it's? I would never. I take this three million, and I would never find the love of my life ever, or just like tomorrow. That's a great question. No, it's just like it's not guaranteed. You might never find them, and maybe you will find someone that works. But this is hidden. Like this is love of your life. Like spiritual soulmate. What every rom com ever is written about. Like the stuff that barely exists for a lot of people. Like that type of love. Um, forever for as long as you live you and that person will experience that together you know what or I'll take this three million, million and I'll risk it because I think I'll take that money and then, and then I'll risk that it's because I think I could find the person after I have that like I think I could find the person I'm confident that I can find that person later in my life true that you never know I like the confidence I am inclined I think I'm more of a romantic than I give myself credit for I try to act like I'm all big and bad but Deep down, I just am putty. I kind of think I'd want the love of my life if I have it written in blood that we're not going to be on that bull and we're just going to be happy and in love. You know, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. We can but make the three like, million together later. Right. And then we'll just make the three million, you know, tax free, which means I guess we got to come up with six million. Right. If it's so Ooh, I might have to sleep on this actually. Exactly, right? Not that easy. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, let's get into it. Um, today we are talking about F boys. We're talking about friends with benefits. What does a successful relationship like that look like? I'm curious to know if either of you have ever had one before. Okay, so first off, set the scene for me. Have either of you had a, a friends with benefits situation? Yes. Tell us what you can multiple. tell us. Oh, multiple. <laughs> Do I know everything? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of situationships. Oh. But I've definitely had, yeah, like I've had multiple situationships, but I've definitely mm-hmm. had um, two friends with benefits situations that have happened. Um, and they, for me, they've always like started off fun. And it started off as a good idea initially, because when you're friends, ideally, like if you spend so much time together, you become attracted to each other. And like when you're in a serious relationship, the best part of a relationship to me is your friendship. Um, But then as you go down the line, like it never can stay friends with benefits. At at some point, at least one or both people, at least one person is going to want to take it farther and they're going to, you know, have feelings. And it just never it never works out. Right. So I've never I'm, had a successful one. And that's the thing. I'm like, what is a successful one? I look at the success rate as how long did it last? And it was good for both people. And that's it. Because I feel like there's this unspoken understanding that eventually this is going to go left because right. that's how those relationships always end. 
It's because someone gets bored and just has doesn't have an interest in hooking up with you anymore or vice versa, or someone falls in love or decides they want to pursue a romantic relationship with someone else, um, or someone catches feelings and the other friend with benefits doesn't catch the feelings. And now it's awkward and weird. And so you have to kind of dissolve what it was. And that's always uncomfortable. But I don't know anyone who's like, hey, this has been so great. What do you say we just kind of quit while we're ahead and go back to being friends? Like you don't do that because if you feel that wonderfully and everything is going so smoothly with that person, that's the person you want to call up and you just want to, you know, get to it. So you kind of have to wait for things to get a little weird before it ends. Otherwise there's no reason for it to end. Yeah. I've had it both ways. Like I've had it where I'm the person who was catching feelings and I was just kind of like, where is this going? And I've also had it where the person was feeling himself a little bit too much and was letting people know, like bumping his gums and was like, yeah, oh, no. Ashley really Mm-mm. feeling me. And I'm like, I'm not. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you know you were. You literally just said, oh, that's a different <laughs> No, and I'm like, you know, being user and like, I will literally talk to you today and I will never talk to you again. Never? Like, please Listen. act like I'm on you like that. And I will never talk to you again. Girl, when I tell you we are the same person, I was just thinking this today. Like, there will be a guy who will swear I am just head over heels, in love, whatever the things are, right? And I could be giving you that energy, honest to God, that he might be picking up what I'm putting down. When I tell you, Look at me a little bit sideways, breathe a little funny, say something that felt a little slick and I didn't really like it. If I sit with myself and my thoughts for five minutes, when I tell you RIP and you may never even hear from me to know that I just put you to rest, it's like a light switch. It is so night and day and it's so extreme because it's opposite ends of the spectrum i could literally be cuddled up with someone one day and be like oh my gosh like is this my future husband and seven hours later be like fuck him honestly when i think about it i i just like i don't know like i don't know i don't i just don't know like i, I like being alone i just like being my dog i need space i need space so it was so bad with this person that i Blocked, I blocked everything, right? I had one mutual friend was like, yeah, so-and-so said you was really feeling him. You was all on him. And I was like, word? Blocked everything. Mm -hmm. The last dress that I had that I went out with him in, threw that away. Like, I was like... (laughs) Wait, not punishing the dress? Yeah, like, I threw it away. It was just a reminder. Yeah, I was just like, this never happened. This whole situation never happened. And it was all again. It was all a lie. What's the what's your name from Love and Hip Hop? I have the receipts right here. I never knew him. I never knew him. I don't know his name. I do not know who this man is. (laughs) Sorry to that man. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, Cleo, give it to me. What's what's your outlook on all of this? I've got a couple thoughts. I think it was good to make a distinction between situationship and friends with benefits, first of all. Um, I would challenge both of you. I don't think that there's, um, it necessarily, like if you decide you're going to end one of those, that it means that it failed. I don't think that like coming to the end of a situationship or relationship of any kind is always implicit of failure. I think it sometimes just means a closed chapter. Um, and I think, you know, it, 
it works for the people as long as it works and everybody is good and happy with it. So I've had one successful friends with benefits situation um, with someone who at like years ago, we've known each other since I was like 17. And like, we did have like a mutual like for each other back in the day. Nothing ever came of it. Um, and as we got older, like there's safety and awesomeness. And we eventually like 10 years later after the fact slept together. And now from time to time, we'd we see each other, we have sex and it's great. He lives like where in my hometown, I live across the country and everything's Gucci. Um, I've had many situationships. Uh, I have one literally right now that I decided actually last night is about to be deaded. Um, <laughs> and, and it's oh, interesting. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're dead. It's not, and again, like, That's it's tough. not even a failure. They haven't done anything wrong. It's not a situation where, like, some big crazy thing happened. It's just not serving me anymore. I'm not feeling aligned with it. And I ultimately know, like, I knew from the beginning, he and I were not a love match. I knew we were very different people. And now I'm like, mm, no, I don't want it. So yeah, they work as long as they work. And as long as everybody in those relationships are eyes wide open. Right. I, th- I, I respect, you know, that you can be like, oh, this isn't working for me anymore. It's not serving me. And so it's time to move on. Um, yeah, that's good. Sucks for this man, this unlucky man who's about <laughs> yeah. to get a call after this. Yes, yeah, so he is going to get right. a call. That's exactly true. Like, I won't ghost him. He's He's been Wait, kind so to me. Wait, did you call to break up with him? Like, why do you end? How do you civilly end a, a friends with benefit situation i actually thought about this all day i'm gonna like i'm when i come back to town i'm gonna like be like hey let's go out and i'm gonna tell him face to face i don't want to do it on text like he's been kind to me he's been a good person it's not in my ethos to like just text and be like hey that's not gonna work and i wouldn't do that to someone in in real life even if we weren't in an intimate relationship like if something's not serving me i think you know it's always kinder to like close it and send it if if this situation calls now also i will dead somebody if they've done me dirty i'm not sending anything or being kind but this is not that situation he's always been respectful and and you know generous and he works hard and he tries and all the things so i'm like you know what i'm gonna put it to bed properly and there's a place where it sounds like you guys could just go back to being friends without the benefits, right? I mean, like, if you we care were, that much about we're what situationship. Feels, we're situationship. Not, I would not like, call us not friends. No, I'm confused. <laughs> this one is a situationship. Like he and I, we weren't friends to begin with. This is a different. This is we like uh, came together under the understanding we were just. <laughs> we're saying friends with benefits, situationship. The difference is. What 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 is the difference to you but between these situationship to me is when okay I would like for this to be going somewhere else I'm trying to keep it cute until we figure out if we're taking it to the next level or not maybe it's the guy who's trying to play it cool until he convinces me to go all in but there's a romantic undertone but we're not committed. So if I catch you out with someone else, I technically can't be mad, even though I absolutely will be mad and vice versa. So that's the situation to me. Friends with benefits is come through. All right. Have a nice day. Let me know how that promotion goes. Let me know if you get it. me in a few weeks. You know, like there's no, there's no faking intimacy because 
that's not that's not what that's about. So that's what it is for me. Does anyone have a different definition or, or would you agree? No, I, I completely agree. And like sometimes friends with benefits can be like we knew each other before and we were actually cool. And then we did cross the line, not trying for it to go anything further than just like we have a sex, whatever. Um, and that's what it is. And then, yeah, situationship to me is the same as UZ. It's like we're talking, we're we're dating, but we don't have the, like, we're not fully committed. Like, I'm not your girlfriend. You're not my boyfriend. But if I do see you out, I'm going to be pissed. If I see you out with somebody else, I'm going to be pissed. And I don't care if I'm on a date with someone else. That's none of your business. If exactly. I go out with my new other man and I see you with a new chick, you're fake. I should have known I couldn't have trusted you. Don't Facts. ask me about who I'm with. It's your business. And now you're dead to me. Facts. And <laughs> I'm dead everybody. Exactly. <laughs> so toxic. Oh my god. That's I'm so kidding. funny. I I don't feel like a situation ship is like that. At least not for me. Like friends with benefits is like we were friends and then we decided at some point we were gonna have sex and as everybody's like, hey, we're agreed on this. And then situation ship to me, I just call it a ting. But like I don't I truthfully with the guy that is my situation ship, I do not give a fuck at all. I do not care. Go talk. In fact, I'm like, please go talk to other people. Please go do something. I would never, and it would never bother me if he was. And to be honest with you, he doesn't ask me if I am because I don't think he wants to know the answer. But we're very clear, like, it's nothing. That to me is friends with benefits. If neither one is expecting anything more, because the situationship to me is like, I mean, it's a little situation, like it's complicated or like, I mean, we're in the middle of something. Friends with benefits is exactly, or at least to me, it's like, he's not asking me questions. I'm not asking him questions because we're friends. And sometimes we enjoy benefits. Like that's it. The situation ship is like, it's the ship of it all. Like that implies, (laughs) I don't even have another word for this. So that's fair. I might, you know what? I might then adjust all of my language. I will call all of my situations friends with benefits that I've had. Okay. Cleo has like 10 dudes and situationships <laughs> that she didn't even know she's in. She's like, no, we're super cool and chill. And they're over there like <laughs> at the house. Like, yeah, man, it's a situationship right now. Oh, I'm what? trying to take it to the next level. You know what? And Cleo thinks they're like chilling. <laughs> they're just going to have to work harder. Right. Case, Somebody, she, Cleo got a football. She got a roster. Me. You know, we've been, I've been we locked up for two years, ladies. It's been COVID. So I'm, I'm here for the streets. I had my own before, so I've listened <laughs> before I got locked down. <laughs> mm. So as I feel you. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to Nick Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. What are the rules for you guys? Do you have any like must do this, can never do this? Like what are the rules for a successful friends with benefit relationship if you even have any? Yeah, I mean, I don't I think you can't it's hard to have rules, right? Like unless you just want to be like, "Hey, if you are out here in these streets for the protection of both of us, please let me know." Um, but outside of that, I think if you are both agreeing that this is a friends with benefit situation, then it's fair on both sides not to ask questions. Yeah. Like it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I think it depends on you as the person. So I have my own personal like guidelines that I generally abide by. So back in the day when I was much younger, if I had these situations, I would make sure that I wasn't like spending the night or doing things with that person that were like very boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, things because I feel like I had gotten myself into like one or two situations where I I was like oh this is something more because we're spending this kind of time together that's changed over the years because now I'm older and I can cuddle you and go and we can have sex and it's fine and go home and I know that that still doesn't mean anything but um I always try to just be transparent about our sexual health in particular so there's I always have that conversation up front I always uh like show, I ask for tests, I get my test done regularly. Um, and we always have a conversation about protection, just because I know if I'm sleeping with other people, and they're sleeping with other people, which I don't care about, I never ask, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I just want to make sure that we're always safe. And, and that we're not taking anything for granted. So I don't just take someone at their word when they're like, Yeah, I'm clean. I'm like, great, get me that test, though. And like, let's, let's be serious about that. Because I take my sexual health very seriously. So those are the rules. And, and then the only other thing I always tell them is to just like, if something changes in the dynamic where you're like, hey, I'm not feeling it, whatever, just let me know. And it's no problem. Amen to that. Safe sex, guys. Sexual Hallelujah. health is so important. Hallelujah. And I, I feel like we've all like been there, experienced that you hear, I'm good. No, it's fine. I'm not doing anything with anybody. If they will lie to their whole partner, their committed spouses of years and years and years, they'll lie to you, okay? Absolutely. Especially if, you, if you're in a situation, friends with benefits situation. Like, health is so important and safety, and you really have to take that into your own hands. Like, yeah. that is not a joint decision to me, no. right? Like, we can negotiate the rules of whatever else and mm-hmm. how we interact with each other or whatever that is, but, like, you don't get to dictate or get me to just like accept whatever because you told me something or you promised me I'm good or Mm -mm. we're good. Like, absolutely. Run run me those babies. Yeah, I think too, like, just to like reiterate what Cleo said, like, do not do boyfriend, girlfriend things 
<laughs> with the friends with benefits. Cause that just, that's where now it's starting to get into a situation ship. And it's like, is that where you want this to go? Like, cause now it's, it's changing into something that it was not originally intended Wait, to be. So now I want you to clarify. I'm like afraid of where I'm not afraid, but I'm like, I feel like this might get very specific, but what is the difference? What is a boyfriend girlfriend thing versus a friends with benefit thing? Like, we're not about, it's funny, right? Because like, I am such a guy's girl. Like I have a lot of guy friends that I grew up with and I still have guy friends and I'm still friends with people that I've actually dated. Um, even, even as a married woman. And so is my husband is friends with a couple friends with a couple people he's dated before. But like, if we go out, I'm not, don't pay. I'm not letting you pay for anything. Like this is not a date. This is just us going to dinner. Um, I don't know if, cuddling would be in there i've been out of the game for a long time so i'm not really sure even the fact that you're like maybe it's off limits wow yeah like i just want to make that like a clear distinction yeah like you know how on jersey shore it's like the caps here like let's just make (laughs) the distinction (laughs) caps here (laughs) like don't catch me don't touch me yeah because i don't want to blur those lines People cuddle with like their besties. They cuddle with dogs. You know, it's just it's, it's different. Really on the person, though, it depends on the Yo, person. Yeah. Some people can like separate that stuff with ease. Like I'm one of those people. Like I can cuddle you. We could do like all that. I can spend the night, whatever. And then I'll be like deuces, and I'll see you in public and be like, Nah, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah like I, I just want to keep myself in line and then i would mm-hmm. want them to keep themselves in line like don't think this is anything more than what it is right right like, i'm not about yeah. to invite you as a plus one for like as a couple's thing you know what i'm saying like i just think that's starting to blur that's the lines. i think i just be so crazy because i would be like yeah do you want to go to go with me to like this red carpet gala there's like a photo walk and we can take pictures separately. Like I just do the most. And again, we'll just like never see you again. Like I don't have to see you tomorrow <laughs> slash ever for the rest of my life. It just doesn't mean anything to me unless it means something. And then sometimes I think people confuse it or they're like, sometimes they get hyped. Like, oh my God, does this mean more? Like, are we going somewhere else? Sometimes they might get freaked out. Like, oh my God, she invited me where? Like, what does this mean? I'm not trying to do all that. But either way for me, it's just like, I'm going to this thing. There's free food. Do you want to roll? It's the same as inviting like one of my homies, like one of you guys to a thing. But I get that the implications like intention and reception are two Mm -hmm. very different things. So I've even had to realize that because then also like with social media, like I'll share things that to me are not a big deal. And then people are reading tea, like tea leaves, like, is this her new boo? Right. She posted a photo Mm -hmm. of her story with so-and-so like, God forbid someone have a penis and be anywhere on my Instagram. Like we have to be dating. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, what can I have friends? Is that not a thing? Um, but I, I guess I get it. I, I guess I get why some people might might want to draw that line so they don't, you know, blur them. And that's just for anything that would be like a couples-ish type thing. Like, I think if it's just like, oh, we going out, you trying to go to this party with me? Like, whatever, let's roll. But if it's just something that it's like, oh, it's all couples, you trying to be my plus one, it's like, oh, she invited me to this mm-hmm. party and it's all couples, like a couples date. Like, I'm not about to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever had a friends with benefits situation that turned into more that actually turned into like a relationship for a little while or something that was unexpected, but pleasant? No, I have not. Cleo's shaking her head. No, in silence. Nope. In dismal silence. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> I had okay, so I feel like I kind of got finessed into it a little bit. <laughs> like I have attempted um more than one occasion to, you know, not a lot, but but I've, I've tried at least a couple of good times to have a friends with the benefit situation. And I, this is why guys, smoking mirrors, like they act big and tough and like they can just move on, drop, whatever. It's a lie for more men at least mm-hmm. than society would have us believe. Because I have very much negotiated the terms of agreement with someone before and thought we were on the same page. And so I'm you know, moving about the cabin in the way that we agreed, thinking everything's <laughs> fine. And, you know, over the weeks that come, they start feeling some type of way about my posts or what I'm doing. And it's not even that I'm with someone else. I'm just giving single energy and that makes them feel some type of way. And I'm like, I'm single. <laughs> like, I don't know what you thought this was. And at that point, it becomes awkward and you have to figure out how to extract yourself from the situation. But I think a lot of guys also, because so many of us, not just men, men and women have commitment issues, the way that we drop our guard and even become comfortable enough to get to know someone and experience intimacy is only if they promise, ironically, not to try to get too intimate, not to expect anything of us, not to try to lock us into a commitment. And so I have found in my experience that more often than not, when I am, you know, just casually enjoying a guy's company and genuinely expecting nothing else, that's when their guard starts to drop. That's when they start telling me stuff about their mom and their daddy and the past and the this and the that's and things that they normally would hold to their chest if it was a woman across the table from them who was looking for a husband, which is ridiculous that they would do that, right? Because I think so many of us want love deep down and partnership, but we're so afraid of it. And so something about the friends with benefit label just makes them think, oh, like whatever, I'm not gonna see this girl in a few months, so I'll share of myself. And then in the end, the sharing obviously makes it a little more complicated and a little more messy. So I've certainly ended up in some like, month long, six month long situationships because I thought it was a friends with benefit situation. And then I like have to break up with them three times, even though I never committed to them. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah. They like, listen, we, I'm about to propose. They, they about to propose. And you're like, wait, but we're not even dating. (laughs) Not even dating. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Speaking of egos, what is an F-boy to you? What are the signs? Who, who are these men running around wreaking havoc on innocent folks' lives? You want me to start? Because I can get in there, actually. Get in there. Get in there. I've dealt with a few. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, the one that I was dealing with is I'm pretty like 99.9%. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Pretty sure he's a narcissist. But um, (laughs) I would say anybody that falls in that category. yeah, just like playing with your emotions, right? It's like doing girlfriend things. Yes, we're dating. Yes, we're in a relationship. However, uh, no, I'm not dating anybody else. I'm not seeing anybody else. But very clearly, they're out here for the streets, lying uh, with other girls. You literally catch them cheating with your own two eyeballs or your own two ears. And you confront them about it and it's like, I'll never do it again. And so you get back in and then they're just still doing F-boy shit. Like, it's just like, it's games. They're they're not serious about anything. They're playing with your emotions. Um, Maybe they got two or three kids out here. Um, Maybe they handed the D out on a platter. Like, you know what I'm saying? It could just be an array of things. But basically, at the end of the day, they ain't serious about you. You are not the one at, at the end of the day. You aren't the one. Um, and so I think us as women just have to recognize that earlier. Um, you can't change anybody. Everybody's not for you and you just have to move on. But that's a f- boy to me. <laughs> that's a f- boy. Amen. <laughs> I feel like there are two different types, two different types. Ooh, of, two streams. There is the super low level. You just fine, 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 fine as hell. You know it. I know it. Your mama know it. Your daddy know it. Everyone you have ever met knows it. And you just can, you can just live in the free and we'll deal with it because you fine. We know we're dealing with you. We're stupid for doing it. Our friends are judging us. It doesn't matter. I'll see you tonight. Like that's, <laughs> One category, right? And it doesn't take much emotional intelligence or maybe even intelligence period to be that kind of F-boy. And then you have the other F-boy, which is the dangerous one. That is the guy who is very emotionally intelligent. EQ is through the roof. He knows how to sell you a dream. He's smart enough and emotionally in tune enough to know what you might want to hear. And he can give that to you. So basically, this guy has the power to be a very present, emotionally available partner, but maybe not for you or maybe not for any woman, but the competence is there. And instead of using those powers for good, he's using it to keep you hooked and reeled in. So that's the guy who's doing the bait and switch. The other dude is just like, you coming through or not, nah, I'm outside. Like, whatever. He knows what it is. You either dealing with him or not. Like, he might run your credit through the mud. He might take the car and bring it back without gas. Not run but your like, credit you through the mud. Back. Right. But then this other guy is the one who will say, 
oh my God, you are just different and amazing. And I've never, I haven't felt like this in so long. And, you know, starts gassing you up. You might not even be looking for that, but he knows how to pull at those heartstrings to where you start to, you know, kind of let the walls down. He can start coming and going with a little more, you know, freedom, you know, and um, maybe you're starting to get a little emotionally invested. So if you give an inch, he'll take a mile and he knows that you're going to give the mile. And I think those are the dangerous ones, because when you finally come to your senses and call them out, they're really good at gaslighting at being like, wait, no, that's not what this was. Or what? No, you know how I feel about you. Like either way it goes, it's one end of an extreme and you're somewhere in the middle. Like, why does this feel so inconsistent? Why do I feel like I'm the queen of your world one day and like I'm losing my mind the next day? Um, And they just kind of seamlessly bounce back and forth between those two. So that is just enough to keep you hooked. So those are the boys that are hardest in my opinion, to let go of because they're giving you tastes, like little samples of who they could be at their best, but they either are not emotionally ready to give it to you or they just don't want to give it to you. But they won't say that. They won't be man enough to just let you go. They'd rather string you along and enjoy the perks of your presence when they feel like it. Ladies, you, you, I don't have anything to add. You both gave that the most succinct understanding of what an F-boy is, 100%. My preference for F-boys is obviously the first one Z described, because at least everyone's on the same page. You know you're an F-boy, I know you're an F-boy. It's fine. We're all Gucci over here. That second type, that narcissistic one, though, mm-mm, dead it. Dead it as quickly as you can. Don't ever. Yeah, because it's like, when it's good, it's like amazing, right? So it's like those little bits of goodness that you do see, and the time that you spend together and even like maybe the sex that y'all have, like, it's like amazing. Right. And so it like overshadows the, the, the shitty parts of it. And yes. And that's what makes it super hard. Right. Tell me about a time an F boy broke your heart or I'll say bruised. Cause we're not giving them that much credit. And there has not been a single one that I have not bounced back from within 30 days. <laughs> so what, <laughs> who is someone who got a, took you through it. What were the signs? When did you first start seeing the signs of this is F-boy behavior? Why did you stay? Why did you keep putting up with it? What was so charming about it? And then how did it, how did it play out? Man, I feel like I was young when this happened. This was one of my first, like the, this was like a cornerstone one where it was like the learning, the learning lessons. So we would spend time together. We would hang out. We would go eat. We would have sex. I would stay at his house all of these things. And he and I had like great conversation. And, um, but then I would notice like when we would go to the club, he would kind of just like ignore me. Like we wouldn't go together, because, but we always see each other out because really we're going to the same places. He'd kind of just ignore me, but then find his way back to me. Like at the end of the night, like, well, can I get a ride home? Cause I, at the time just, I drove everywhere and I never drank. And so it started to get to this thing where like, before he would want to see hang out with me in the day and like do these things. And then it only became a nighttime thing. And then there were like little things that just kept happening. And I actually remember one time, this is so crazy. You guys, uh, we were at his house <laughs> literally in the middle of doing some things. And there was a knock at his patio door and watch me when I tell you it was a woman, it was like another woman, like knocking down his patio door. And he tried to tell me it was nothing. He's like, it's my cousin. I'm like, what? What? 
I'm sorry. I can see with my wow. actual two eyeballs. And like Ashley said, with my actual two eyes, like I'm not blind. So he tried to tell me like it was nothing. It was his cousin. He's like, I'm just going to ignore it. And it was a whole other woman knocking down his door. Why would you ignore your cousin? That's just like, they just, the right. lies are so ridiculous. Let your cousin in the house. Can I meet your cousin? Like, I'm going to ignore it. Yeah, I'm going to ignore it. Because I was like, yo, open the door. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. They're gone. So that was one of those cornerstone ones. And I was, you know, I think I was so young. I'd never had a boyfriend before. I really liked him. And, you know, I think I was maybe 19 or 20 or something, just fresh to the game. And that was the cornerstone one where I was like, oh, no. And to be fair, that actually probably set me up for a lot of the way the reason I am the way I am now, (laughs) which is one of those unfortunate Mm. ones. God bless therapy. We learn from our mistakes. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Wow. His cousin was on the patio. (laughs) We gonna leave her outside, though. (laughs) Right. I'm ready for a smoke break. I don't even smoke. I want to go out to the patio. Right. Right. Exactly. Let's go to the patio. Right. Yeah. Let's check it out. Uh, Ashley, do you have one for us? Do you know me? It was rhetorical. You know I. I was gonna say. I'm like. I, Shoot, I was living on your couch watching some of them. No, <laughs> literally. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, mine were younger. And I feel like this is like what your 20s are for, you know, because you learn from these situations. And I think every, I think everybody needs to have at least one, you know, boy experience because like it sets you up to appreciate the good, the, the good partners that, that you do come across, right? That may be your potential spouses. Um but yeah, I was younger and met this person. I'm not even going to give like super big context. <laughs> I don't want to give nobody credit. But anyways, met this person when I was younger. Um, they We actually started off as friends. Uh, they were very, um, like pursued me super hard. I was like, nah, I don't want it. He, whatever, we're friends. Um, try it a couple times. Like we kissed and it was like terrible. And I was like, nope. Not like we're not supposed to cross that line. Um, but long story short, we actually did cross the line and we ended up um, dating. And it was really fun, really great. Became very close to this person and like some of their family. Um, and then it became very like emotionally abusive. And I didn't know at the time that that's what it was. So it was just like catching him with other girls or catching him talking to other girls. Um, things I would see with my own, like literally things I would see with my own two eyes, like other women showing up at parties for this person, um, telling me that they're with this person and then me confronting him and then him being like, yeah, okay, yeah, like we messed around a couple of times, but it's nothing. And me just being on the floor, like of my apartment sprawled out, devastated, can't eat, losing weight. Like it was all bad. Like I literally was strung out and it was so bad that I was like, I feel like I'm digging myself a grave every time I go back and I'm not able to like dig myself out of the grave. Um, it was like, it was a lot, but it was just like me not believing my own eyes, letting him talk me out of things that I knew were true, but I didn't want to believe it. Um, and it became like, I mean, it was just like so many like girls and situations. Um, it became very disrespectful at the end to the point where it almost, it, it started to become physical like one time. And then I never talked to this person again, but talk about the ultimate boy, like, I could walk outside and be like, the sky is blue. And he'd be like, the sky is red. And I'd be like, maybe it is red. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe it is red. 
Um, and so I, you know, it was a young stage in my life. Therapy really helped me to like get over a lot of the shame that I felt for not trusting myself. And, you know, it's like, you have to trust yourself again to make sure that you know the signs of like what a boy is. Right. Um, and quite literally a narcissist at this point. Um, but yeah, that's my experience with it, but it's also helped me to appreciate like my husband now. And it helped me to like realize when I met him, um, that like, okay, this is a really great guy. Um, even though I was still like, we'll see after six months, we'll see after a year. Okay. It's not like our last two years. He gonna mess up after three, like, (laughs) <laughs> okay, we married. Yes, it's, we're yes, very happy. Fine, fine. But listen, like, right? I mean, just because we married don't mean nothing. Actually, <laughs> he's literally on the couch next to me right now. He's exactly. <laughs> um, no, that that's a real one. I remember. I remember the the updates with that one. It was a lot. Um, and you're right. They're so narcissistic too. Like, and they're so good at convincing you that you're the one who's tripping. And I say this often, I've said it on the podcast quite a few times. We so often extend our sanity and our grace and our good nature to the people we interact with. We assume that everyone moves like us, acts like us, treats people the way that we would treat people when they don't. And the most abusive or manipulative or dangerous of people will know that about you and use it for their own selfish gain and not think twice about the fact that that's what got them what they wanted. Them really taking advantage of your kind heart or um, or your good nature. For me, like I've, I've certainly dealt with a few F boys. I feel like the one that was the most gut-wrenching was the first time when I didn't realize in the moment and it, it was only in hindsight after I had cried my tears and healed and started learning about what the red flags and the warning signs are. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I cried for him at all. Like this man is definitely a narcissist and I don't mean it in the general like, oh, he's selfish way. Like I mean it in manipulative gaslighting, lying to you about black being white, white being black, two plus two equals seven. And if you don't agree, then you're the crazy one. I remember we were, t- he was so fine. Mm-hmm. So fine. Aren't they all? <laughs> they really always are. They always are. Time has not been kind to him. So that makes me happy. I'm not going to. Good. I'm not thank gonna thank you. I'm, I'm glad um, time hasn't been kind to him. I lied and caught up know, to him. Karma, mm-hmm. karma kicking in. But um, he was so fine. Gorgeous. And he played the role of gentleman. Like, was so sweet, whispering sweet nothings. We were in separate spaces. So it was long distance um, for a significant amount of time. But he was like, I would love for you to come out and hang out with me and like meet my family. And we, it was too much too soon. And I was young and was just kind of like, whatever, let's see where it goes. And so we were in this, it sounds ridiculous to even say in hindsight, quote unquote, committed relationship after only gosh, like a few weeks of talking, like whatever. It felt so high school in hindsight, but in the moment you're caught up. He's so fine. You can't believe like, oh my God, he's into me. Like, this is great. So this was when I should have known F boy sign number one. So I was broke at this point in my life, right? Like working my butt off, employed, always have been, but money was tight. I was still in local news. I was young. I was in my early twenties. Um, and you know, literally toilet tissue from the work, from the workplace to my house, because that's one less thing I had to try to pay for in my house. And he was like, I would love for you to come out and visit me. Like he initiated this offer, ask, request, whatever. 
And he was like, get a flight. I'll pay for it. Like, I'll cover it. I really want to spend time with you. And I was like, okay. Like, I never bought a flight to go see anybody before. I really wasn't trying to do it then. But he was the one who wanted to see me. He brought it up. And I was like, okay. He said he'll pay me back. Whatever. So I spent a few hundred dollars on this flight. Which is not a little bit of money for someone who was literally taking toilet tissue from her television station to go to the bathroom at her house. Um, And I got to his location in his state that we will not name unless we identify the F-boys. And... As we're there, the first day is cool. Like we're having fun. And up until this point, we've been talking nonstop. I'm talking hours on the phone, FaceTime. Like we're talking about real stuff. So emotionally, it feels like he's giving and taking. Um, by day two, things got weird. He started, and I realize now in hindsight for context, he it was and probably still is so afraid of emotional intimacy, even though it seems to be the thing that he wants the most. But because of some of his personal history that I won't go into, he has been scarred and hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. So that's the part of me that still, even though he doesn't deserve my compassion or empathy necessarily, um, is there because that's just who I am. And that's my heart. And I don't ever want that to change about myself. I can love you from a distance and I don't love him at all. So I can I can have compassion for that. So we I got to his place and by day two, he was chipping away at little bits of me, like my physical appearance. I remember he made fun of um, like my hair at one point. He said something slick about like my skin, like little things and then peppered in between a bunch of compliments to where I started to become confused. I was like, wait, he just said these two or three really nice things. But then he said this really mean, unkind thing that like I had, like even my enemies or people that I don't really deal with haven't said stuff like, that to me, but he says it's so slick and it's like chipping away at my security, right? So I'm starting to feel insecure on this trip. And now I'm in my head about my skin or my hair or my feet or my this or my clothes or whatever to where I can't even enjoy it. And the more I got in my head, I could feel him almost enjoying the feeling of knowing that he had me in my head, knowing that suddenly I was policing my behavior, my appearance, what I said so that I could get out of each interaction unscathed. It wasn't about just getting to know someone anymore. It was about rising to the occasion and impressing him enough to not have him chip away at low-key who I was as a person. Super toxic, didn't realize it in the moment. And again, buttoned up with a lot of really, oh my God, this is so much fun. Oh my, you are so beautiful. Oh my God, like when are we hanging out next? So after this weird three days, I go to the airport and I'm on the, I'm on the, um, little rolly sidewalk head into my gate and I can't wait to get back to the Midwest. I don't want to give any more details, but I can't wait to get back home. (laughs) And I'm like, Ooh, it was like a load was lifting the farther I got from his house. And then this man texts me and is like, I miss you already. And I was like, wait, what? He barely paid attention to me while I was there. There were moments when like a couple of people close to him were like, I was in uncomfortable situations. And instead of diving in to save me from that awkward social moment, he sat in silence and kind of watched me squirm. Like it was torture. It was cruel and unusual, honestly. And as soon as I get to the plane, he's like, I miss you. I was like, is he joking? I never felt more confused. I was like, is it me? Like this is, maybe I misread all of the weird stuff. And in the weeks that followed, 
He would go between being super sweet and kind to talking with girls on Twitter. Mind you, we're in this quote unquote relationship, rolls eyes, but tweeting girls, gorgeous women, back and forth, blatantly flirtatious. I remember I got on the phone with him once and was just like, look, I'm not like, I'm so chill. I really am such a live and let live person. I have guy friends. I don't care if my guys have girlfriends, but like, you don't know these women and you are blatantly making the connection in real time. And I'm watching you engage with new half naked chicks on Twitter. And when I tell you, he literally was like, Zuri, are you serious right now? You know what? You about to lose me. You about to lose me. Cause this is crazy out here questioning me. I'm with you. Like it's Twitter. It's Twitter. I will never forget. I was in the parking lot of like Walmart. And I remember being so confused and like near tears because I was like, am I tripping? I'm about to lose him. Maybe I shouldn't ask that question. I got off the phone with him and resolved to call my friends when I was feeling alienated, insecure, belittled. And I was like, I'll just vent to them and hopefully that'll get it out so that I don't have to address it with him because maybe I am tripping. The fact that my mind ever got there, it breaks my heart, right? That to be that young and that naive, I believed him for even half a second. And even still, a few weeks later, it imploded. God was like, girl, okay, just time out. Like, you're clearly not catching the hint. So I'm just going to literally pull you out of this. But the fact that he was so good at it is what threw me. And it took years to fully process that I was being manipulated and that he was gaslighting me and that I wasn't being unreasonable in my requests. And it was fuckery because it was peppered in with all the sweet stuff. I'm like, just be a douchebag so I can label you a douchebag. But he would always keep me on this like baited hook. And then as soon as we got close, he would pull away. It was pretty, pretty shitty. I just realized who that was. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. Right? Remember? It was a lot. Yo, never tell me who it is. Because if you ever point this dude out in public, it's, it's on, on site. On site. Girl, he ain't doing that. You have to hop a flight to the middle of nowhere. For it to even be on. I'm I petty love, and I, I will. love it. I you love know it. that. I'm petty and I'll do <laughs> I'm it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I think Karma has already done done her work. <laughs> well, now he's ugly. Now he's we ugly and nothing. old. He's ugly and old. So, um, and and honestly, since then, like I'm such a person, and, like I can forgive. I don't forget, but I'll move on. You don't have that access to me anymore. For years, he tried after that to get me back into his toxic little orbit. Never did. But we were friendly in the years that came to pass. I even linked up with him once or twice, purely platonic. We caught up and he was fine and civil and kind. And it's so sad that it's when someone becomes emotionally open and available to you that that activates your toxicity and your abuse because he's only acted like he had since ever since then. I don't talk to him at all anymore. Um, But it's so crazy. The people who open their heart to you are the ones you want to treat the most unkind. Like it's wild. Wild, wild. Anyways, I I think that's like important. I'm sorry. I just want to say like, I think it's so important to like talk about those things because there are people right now that are in those situations and they have no idea that there's a name to it. Um, And I just didn't know like you and like many of us, it's like, you think it's a real thing. Like you're like, oh, this must be just how relationships go. This is just what love is. You go through ups and downs and it's like, you get older and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, no, like my, my, the person I love shouldn't be putting me down or shouldn't be chipping away at my confidence and shouldn't be throwing in 
uh, peppering in, you know, insults in with compliments at the same time. And I shouldn't feel like I'm on a hook and it's a roller coaster ride. Like none of that is normal. And these are important yep, distinctions to make it. in the context of like also situationships or friends with benefits or any of those things, because the lines can become blurred so quickly in any of those situations that you should be looking out for what some of those things are. Like when you're with a friends with benefits situation, you, in my opinion, like you shouldn't be feeling this way about things. You shouldn't, you, that person shouldn't be doing in any of these situations, treating you like that, whether it's your friends with benefits or your situationship or your like so-called partner, any of that stuff. But this is why the lines get blurred so quickly and why it's also sometimes important, depending on who you are as a person, to have clear boundaries about what these, what the definitions of these relationships are so that you're able to like better spot those things. You know, you only get better with, with age and with time and with life lessons. Like I couldn't have done, you know, what I did, what I do now when I was 18, 19 or 20. Obviously, if we all had these like stupid fuck boys in our lives doing crazy things, treating us like shit or, you know, having women at the patio door. Now that, I mean, I wouldn't say it would never happen, but it would very not likely ever happen to me now. But that's because we've lived and we learned. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. We're wrapping up, we're reaching the, the end of the conversation, but I, I want to close with like your bits of advice for something that I have said before on the podcast. I'll say it again. Do not be the fuck boy of your own life. Like dudes might come in, women might come in and try to mess your stuff up, self or sabotage you, um, throw you for a loop, sell you a dream and then pull the rug from under you. But if all I can control is myself, and how I react to situations, I have signed up for the free, for lack of a better phrase, on more than one occasion, more often than I care to admit. And at that point, I've realized in those past moments, it was self-sabotage. I could only be so mad at the F boys in my life, at the people screwing me over, uh, because I was doing it to myself. I was inviting them in. I 
had opportunities to learn lessons. And then instead of learning them, I signed myself up for more drama, more toxicity, more of the petty or the messiness. They promised this was different. I knew it wasn't going to be. I took the bait anyway. And so I think it's so important for us as women to stand in our power, to sit with the lessons we've learned and also um, embrace our gut, right? At a certain, at a certain point, you start to learn the lessons and your gut does sharpen. Now we get really good at ignoring it, but early 20 something year old Z, she didn't know. Those were honest mistakes. When these dudes were treating me like crap or selling me a dream or lying to me, I was very confused and conflicted with how to navigate it. 30 something year old Zuri doesn't really have those excuses anymore. And so when slash if I continue to engage with that behavior, I'm the F boy now for my life. Like I can't be mad at anyone but me because I know better. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't give myself grace. And that doesn't mean we don't have hearts. And sometimes someone really good just gets in there and tugs at it a little bit and you slip, but you just got to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? You just got to dust it off and be like, eh. What would your advice be to your younger self, to yourself even now? I know you're married now, Ashley. Cleo, you're single. Um, but when it comes to not being the F-boy of your own life, what do you hope the ladies at home listening remember about how not to self-sabotage, about how not to set yourself up for failure, and about how not to stay in a situation longer than it serves you? Yeah, I think I would say like one of the things I was really intentional about going into my now marriage, but like my relationship was not to bring anything from the past into my new relationship. I never forget things. Right. So I'm definitely was a lot more guarded in this situation. But I also it's not it's not fair to anybody new to punish them for the sins of the person that you dated before. Right. Especially if you, especially when you chose to stay in situations, like these are all choices. So definitely like don't bring past situations into your new, your new relationship. Um, but the other thing is like, trust yourself. If something doesn't feel right, it's because there's something wrong. And, you know, that's not to confuse, like you're going to go through growing pains in your relationships, but like your relationship should not be painful. You should not feel like bad about yourself in your relationship. Like you should not feel like I have to change some part of myself or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough or I'm not whatever enough for my person. Like they should never make you feel like that. And so anytime you're starting to feel like something doesn't feel right for you, then like, please take a pause and figure out where those feelings and emotions are coming from and trust yourself enough to know that like, okay, I'm, this probably is not the relationship for me because anything happening when you're dating amplifies by 20 when you get married. That's one of the things that I've learned and I share with my friends now that I know it. Um, so that for sure is a couple of things. And I think the last one is just like to, to hold your power close to you. Like, even though I am married, like, I mean, I'm always going to keep my happiness first. And that's something that like we talk about in our relationship all the time. Like he's going to keep his happiness first and I'm going to keep my happiness first because that's how we're going to come to the table as two whole people and be able to function, um, in like a healthy way. Um, and so anytime that's not working for either one of us, like now we have to have a conversation, right? And so um, hold your power, always protect yourself. Like you're still an individual person at the end of the day, like who, when you're in a relationship, you're sharing that space with someone else, but never give away like who you are and your power 
even if you're in a serious relationship or you're in a domestic partnership or if you get married, like never, ever, ever give that away. So that's what I would say. Yeah, really well said. Really good advice. Cleo, how can we not be the F-boy of our own life? Well, I think there's one question you asked earlier. You said, like, what would you tell your younger self to, like, younger women? I think the first thing I would say is um, don't forget that you're worthy. And what changed for me in how I deal with or approach these situations or friends with benefits things is that when I was younger, I was... um, very like, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited that like you've picked me. I'm excited that you're giving me attention. And it's a tiny switch of perspective um, where it's never that case with any man anymore. I'm not excited that you're giving me attention um, or happy like, oh, you you chose me because whatever. Um, I've shed a lot of that like past trauma about not feeling worthy or beautiful or any of those things. And so now when I enter these um, relationships or any any anything with a man. Um, I am there as someone who understands that I'm, I'm worthy of the attention, affection, and love of anybody. And if, if I'm choosing to have this relationship be something that is uh, friends with benefits or a situationship or whatever you want to call it, it's because I've made that choice because it's what's aligned with me right now. And not because it is what the other person decided they wanted because they chose me, quote unquote, to be in that. And, and this speaks to the reason why even my current friends with benefits is about to end because right now, like I had said before, it's just no longer serving me. And I want to date with more intention right now. I want to, um, be with somebody who reciprocates the same energies that I do. And, and right now that's, I'm not getting it from this relationship. So it was very, uh, it was a very quick turn, um, from becoming something of, ease and, and use and it's there and it's, I'm in a pandemic we Toronto's been closed whatever whatever to uh, literally a switch one off and I'm like oh now we're done with this now and and I don't need to question it within myself anymore because I know that I'm worthy of all the things that I want so I would say try to keep that in the back of your mind and all the things that you're doing and and worthiness takes practice so fail faster fail faster is the number one rule of life fail faster and learn from your mistakes. I love that. Yeah. The sooner you fail, the sooner you can bounce back, realize what went wrong and then pivot. It's great. That's great. I, I would say that the biggest thing for me, the biggest two things really, one is not settling. And I don't mean that in the, my laundry list of what I want in a man is so ridiculously long that I'm going to just be here until 85 waiting for the perfect person. But to your point earlier, Ashley, if it doesn't feel good, there's a reason you know when something feels right. And even if it doesn't make sense on paper and it seems like maybe on paper you are settling, if it feels right, there's something to that. And I think so often we get distracted by what society says we should want, by what our girlfriends expected us to have, by what we told ourselves we wanted when we were 12, 13, 14 years old, um, that we ignore how we feel to either make a thing work or to ignore a thing that's working because we're in self-sabotage mode. And so really learning to listen to your gut um, is something that I would encourage people to do. It's something that I've certainly been trying to sharpen in recent years. Um, And I also have said, you know, I, I first had this epiphany when I was newly single in my late 20s, which is self-love is so key. When I think about F-boys, right, and their behavior and how they're hot and they're cold. Some days they treat you good. Sometimes they treat you like crap. 
We do it to ourselves so often. Some days I'm eating sweet green salads and drinking kombucha and doing my yoga and I'm feeling good and happy. I'm hydrated. And then other days I'm like, there's 17 cold French fries in the fridge, Zuri. Just eat it and shut up and go to work for 37 hours and like deal with it. And it's so unkind to myself. And if I was being reasonable and just taking a breath, I'd realize there's way more time for self-love and self-nourishment than we realize and that we want to admit. And I can't ask a thing of a person that I'm not willing to give myself. So when it comes to avoiding the, you know, the effery and the F boys, I think the better I treat myself, the more clear it becomes and the more quickly I realize when someone isn't treating me well. If every day I show up half-assed in my own life, I'm normalizing what it feels like to kind of show up. And so when someone comes into my life and does that, well, that just feels normal. That's just what humans do. I do it to myself. Why would I be any more upset at you for doing it to me? But when you are treating yourself good and you are loving on yourself and pouring into yourself and you've got hobbies and a strong friend group, community, family, friends, you start to feel so fulfilled that you don't need anything else. And so when you feel something that's red flag, red flag, it's easier to walk away from it because it doesn't feel like the only source of nourishment or love or affection or attention. And we have the power to give that to ourselves. So I just encourage everyone to pour into yourself, you know, the way that you eventually hope that a partner will too. Um, because that's certainly, certainly, certainly well. Oh, a gospel that's and a good. word from one Miss Zuri Hall. 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 Happy. Yes. Well, ladies, I love you both. I so appreciate the time and the wisdom and the horror stories that you share with me and with our happy mess audience um they love y'all by the way like people are always so excited group chats are like the favorite episodes if people want to keep up with you where can they find you ashley you can find me on instagram y'all at at ashray a-s-h-r-a-y-e but honestly i have been very intentional the last probably six months about not being on social media so much um for my yeah had you today like can i get a, a double tap <laughs> i did repost i did repost on stories oh, did um, you? okay yeah for my own mental health reasons but um every now and then i may uh like post and pop up but that's where you can follow me on on um on instagram mm-hmm. okay cleo amazing you guys can all follow me on instagram or twitter at cleo c-l-e-o last name is e-l-l-i-s with an underscore at the end and love it. And of course, y'all can follow me at Zuri Hall, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L, or at Hot Happy Mess. Uh, stay tuned, y'all. We've got new episodes every Wednesday this season, season two. We're doing Wednesdays, no more Mondays. We're getting you through hump day, okay? So make sure that you are subscribed um, so you get those notifications. I think nowadays you have to turn on an alert or something to even know when there's a new episode. So make sure you do that so you don't miss anything. We have so many really fun, cool episodes coming up about astrology, dating abroad, how to make friends as an adult with an actual expert whose job it is to help women make friends as adults which i think is just fascinating um a really cool about a really cool one about mantras and affirmations um so make sure you guys are subscribed if you want to be featured on the podcast this is a top priority for me this season 
Real women, real stories. Whether you have a wild confession, whether you have something you just want to get off of your heart, if an episode spoke to you and you have something you want to share with our audience, hit me up. I honest to God want to talk to you. So submit your story to hothappymess.com or slide in the DMs. Uh, or you can email us hello at hothappymess.com with your story, what it is you want to share with the audience or what you want to talk about. Or if you have a question for me, hit me up, ask the question. I'm clearly too much of an open book sometimes. So I'll probably answer. Um, and really quickly before we go, if you can be a real one, leave a five-star review, Spotify, Apple podcasts, iTunes, all the places. Uh, well, it's Rochelle says, I love it. I'm late to the party, but I love the topics. Every discussion is super relatable and I'm binge listening at this point. Rochelle, that is what we love to hear. Keep on binging. And if you're listening now and haven't left a review yet, go ahead and drop us five stars and a quick little, you know, something, something. Tell us how you're liking the show. Um, And that's that. I will talk to you next week. Ashley, Cleo, thank you both so much again. Um, This is Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri Hall. See you next week. See you next week. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.